times and it goes Okay. Hey everybody. Hello there. <laughs> Hope you I'll uh, I'll stop there. Uh, how's it going? Uh, welcome back to Live at the Cantina. I hope you enjoyed that a little, uh, that little, uh, uh, my uh, theme song there. <laughs> little, uh, uh, I might, I might yeah. clip that and post it to TikTok, honestly, because I, I don't know. I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah, I think the whole neighborhood knows we're podcasting now. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I think that was loud enough to, uh, to get anybody's attention nearby. Uh, so what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Live at the Cantina. If you're new here, my name is Kevin. I'm Noah. Uh, we have been Star Wars fans since we were like six years old. Yep. <laughs> Suddenly Star Wars is real for you. Some of us live it. I have been a Star Wars Wait. fan since I was six years old. Uh, if you know where that's from, uh, you're a real one. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is our Star Wars podcast live at the Cantina where we talk mm-hmm. any and all things Star Wars. Uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're here, yeah, you're probably you. from TikTok. Uh, so thank you for, for checking out my TikTok page and uh Making your way to the podcast, you know, I uh, I really appreciate everybody that uh that uh, comes and listens to us uh, ramble on about Star Wars. So uh, you know, I definitely uh, I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. Um, yeah. So anyway, we haven't podcasted in oh, it's been a, at least over a month, I would say. Probably. It's it's been a while. But yeah. it wasn't that long ago. But, but it has uh, been a minute. But it's been it's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, the last episode we did, we talked about the importance of Ray Skywalker, and that was mm-hmm. kind of the. Uh, the first episode of our, our new or series that we'll get back to eventually where we deep dive into different characters. Um, mm-hmm. But today's matter of discussion is uh, there is there's a new Star Wars uh, TV show out right now. You might have heard of it. It's called The Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I don't I didn't know that actually. Oh, well, then I don't know how we're supposed to talk about it then. Anyway, that'll do it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> See you no, guys. I'm kidding. Um, so uh, that uh, there's three episodes out so far, yeah. and and it's just been so good that we just I couldn't not talk about it. We well, just, yeah, I mean we're gonna cover it. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. clearly at some point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but before we get into that, how are things? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? You know, I've just been living the dream. Living the know? dream. <laughs> uh, you know, school. My two online classes I'm taking right now are just a pain in the butt, and you know the two jobs. 
I thought the golf course job would be winding down, but the mm-hmm. weather has been kind of nice lately. And I'm like, it's the middle of November. Why is the weather nice? But today, today yeah. it's 40 mile oh, per yeah. hour winds and rainy. So hopefully that, that kind of slows down the golf course yeah. uh, operations there. But the TV job, uh, for those of you who don't know, I work at my local television studio. It's great. You know, mm-hmm. having fun, yeah. making money, uh, making money to sp- yeah, spend to on, spend Star, on, Wars on your Star Wars action figures. Which, actually, that's a good segue because uh, another thing, too, uh, since the last podcast, uh, we we both turned 21. Yeah. We are of legal age to drink we in the United like States now. Official adults now. Yeah. Basically. There's nothing else to get excited about birthday-wise. This was the last thing, you know? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we have to go out to the pub. Out to the pub. Out to the pub. <laughs> uh, grab a grab a brewski eventually. <laughs> but I uh, I was going to do this before we started recording, but I figured why not do it on the podcast because mm-hmm. it would be a good segue into something else I want to get into. So uh, yeah. happy oh, birthday. Gosh. Before before I give this to you, I want to preface this by saying I was I wanted to get you the new Han Solo Endor Black Series figure, uh-huh. but I could not find it. And if you don't order the new figures within thirty seconds of the time they go online, you're not <laughs> yeah. getting them. So I got you the next the next best the one. Next I think you might have liked. Which uh-huh. I'll just give it to you, and then I'll, okay. I'll talk about it. All right, I'll talk about let's, it later. Let's open this live thing. live uh, birthday yeah. gift on the podcast. So my birthday was just a little bit ago. That's why it's giving it's me this. Bel- now. It's a little bit belated, yeah. but. Yeah, well, that's all right, though. <laughs> all right, let's check it out. I'm yeah. excited. It's clearly already something Star Wars. Of course. Clearly. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Which, nice. Uh, for audio listeners, it is the Star Wars Black Series uh, Empire Strikes Bath back 40th anniversary Darth Vader figure on Looking the card back. Fresh. Um, I have the one, but I got I, I have the same figure, but I got mm-hmm. the one that came in the box. It is it's the de- it's uh, from what I've heard, I've only got that Darth Vader figure. But from what I've heard, it's mm-hmm. the best Black Series Vader figure to date. Really? So that's exciting. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I love this because I yeah. want a Darth Vader. I don't have one. Uh huh. That so, was like one of my really wanted. Yeah. Besides Han Solo's uh-huh. clearly. Right. So yeah, thank you. Uh huh. You can pose it next to your Boba. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> that's a good a good duo right there. Um, but so with the the Black Series figure. I, I need to get into something real quick. Something mm-hmm. that's been bothering me lately. Oh, no. Hasbro. Uh-huh. Obviously, Hasbro is the manufacturer of these Black Series figures. The other day, I ordered uh, the Camino Clone Trooper Black Series figure because it yeah. came back in stock on Amazon. And uh, when I received it in the mail, it looked horrible. The uh, <laughs> yeah. the, vi- the head, the, the visor on the head is literally... it's It's... The helmet is warped, so it's half the head is is curved and messed up and doesn't look right. And that's because Hasbro, for whatever reason, decided to put an unpainted clone head under the helmet. They did do this for the clone troopers, and they do it for the new stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for whatever reason, they they don't make it so you can take it off. So the the temperature literally messes up the helmet because there's that head underneath yeah and it's like okay first of all if you're going to put a, a a head underneath a figure why not paint it yeah why just have an unpainted head That's second really of weird. all why are you gluing it to the helmet so that you can't get it off because that causes the warping <laughs> or whatever yeah and third and most importantly how is this getting past your quality control team <laughs> literally and i'm not the only one that's complaining about this excuse me a lot of people and a lot of other collectors are complaining about the same thing yeah, I and saw one of the things with the Ahsoka Troopers where, like, the paint was, like, mm-hmm. had the one spot on this side of the helmet, but the other spot was just 
Yeah. Nothing there. And I've seen ones where the the marking, the paint for the the mouth part on the helmet mm-hmm. doesn't even match up. I've seen uh, just completely tilted and crooked visors, and and it's not just the clone troopers; it's the stormtroopers too. Uh, and it's it's an embarrassment. And Hasbro mm-hmm. really needs to get their stuff together. And I I know there's no executives from Hasbro listening to this, <laughs> but if if there were, I would say fix your fix your problems because it's it's driving your your consumer base crazy mm-hmm. uh it's infuriating we're not happy even though we're still gonna give you money for all the <laughs> figures really so technically i guess we are the problem uh but that's bit. that's beyond the point but they did just announce the they they got hunter and crosshair from the bad batch they're gonna come mm-hmm. out with uh echo t- not echo uh wrecker too uh, and they yeah. announced Asajj Ventress too. I so saw that. That's yeah. a cool one. Probably won't pick up any of those, but um, but yeah, just I really I've been after the the last wave of the of the Black Series. They had the just the normal Phase One Clone Trooper. Mm-hmm. I really want that one. But the problem is the distribution of these figures is horrendous. You can't find them anywhere. Yeah, they're not in stores. Stores don't shock, stock the shelves like they used to, and you can't get them online either because if you're literally not there within 30 seconds of by the time they go online they're going to be sold out literally yeah. it happens with with every single release they do they say okay four o'clock hasbro pulse it's going to be on 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 live uh, it's going to go online at four o'clock so you're ready at four o'clock and even if you're there you uh and you sometimes you can't even get through the car the checkout because they sell out yeah. instantly and it's it's an embarrassment and and as a collector it's frustrating and and it's just it makes it less fun collecting is obviously supposed to be this fun hobby and everything but it's just it's not when your company can't manage themselves and it's just hasbro if you're listening fix your problems (laughs) or uh you were gonna throw hands i'm gonna throw hands yeah um but it was it was funny too and it was another funny thing about that is the uh, the new episode of Rex and Around show that came out yesterday, Michael literally was trying to order the new figures live on the podcast and he mm-hmm. couldn't get them because they sold out yeah. instantly. And just that, and that was, which is kind of why I wanted to bring this up today is because like, we share that similar frustration and, and obviously he's a much bigger collector than I am, but, mm-hmm. but I still, I still like these figures and I, I collect the ones I want and everything, but it's frustrating and it's, it's, no, it's yeah, honestly, totally it's that. making me mad. Yeah. Cause I mean, like clearly not with figures but i've been trying to get the ps5 as you yeah know. that too and i've like the ps5 just got released on thursday and literally like walmart had it up like all day to be like all right three o'clock twelve o'clock nine o'clock you know and they're sold out within two minutes literally there was that one you night where they said the nine o'clock all of our friend group was ready to go at nine o'clock yeah. on walmart.com 30 seconds later you can't even you make can't. it through the checkout no, because they're can't. sold out and like even if like every time i can get into the checkout i get to the place where it says place your order and you know just spam over and over again but they're already out of stock so but i mean like people some people do get in through it though even when they're out of stock they're like oh look i still got my order in you know mm-hmm. but it's just it's ridiculous consumerism in 2020 is infuriating it's bad it's horrible i can't believe how bad it is with the figures too that's it's, that's, that's it's ridiculous horrendous and I, I'm pretty sure it's just the Black Series figures too, or at least mm-hmm. the quality control or everything. And because if you look at other other figures on the market, like the Marvel Legends or the GI Joe figures, mm-hmm. you're paying that same twenty dollar price point, but you're you're getting accessories and it's coming with different head sculpts and different hands and stuff. But with the Black Series, you're paying twenty bucks, you get one figure and one accessory really. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just compared to other action figure lines that there are the black series is almost an embarrassment uh mm-hmm. but 
suckers like me who only like Star Wars. I mean, I'm not going to buy any other action figures. I don't right. want the Star Wars one. Um, and it's and it's crazy though. But I will say the shelf does look pretty nice though. It does it? look nice. I've yeah. uh, over the course of these past few months, I've accumulated at least over 40 figures on this shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do I do like the new clone body. It's just the head sculpt because it got warped. It looks horrible. But I, mm-hmm. I got him right there. You can't see it on camera, but he's right. He's standing right behind Commander Wolf. I put him in an action pose, uh, which yeah. I really need to start posing more of these figures because I do enjoy the the action poses and stuff. I think it makes him look more dynamic and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, collecting's fun. It's a lot of fun. I think we've talked about that the past couple episodes. But uh, yeah, uh huh. You're not much of a collector, are you? Besides the Han Solo, yeah. Besides the, I mean, I the only other thing I really collect is Pokemon cards now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I did collect Funko Pops for a little while, but I kind of stopped with that. Um, yeah, pretty much just Han Solos and Pokemon. I'm ready for those new Rise of Skywalker Funko Pops to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get two of the Ben Solos and probably all the Rays. But we'll I want to get the Mandalore Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. When, when that Did that one out. come out already? It's, I, I don't. No I don't think idea. it's out, but I think it was available for pre-order. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking the other day. I, it strongly crossed my mind to because I still need to cancel my Hot Toys uh, Rise of Skywalker Kylo Ren because I got the last Jedi one. Uh-huh. Strongly crossed my mind to get the Ahsoka and replace and to replace, replace that. Replace it, yeah. But I don't know. That's a lot of money, and yeah. I feel like I'm good with just the Clone Trooper on pre-order. Um, mm-hmm. But the Boba Fett also was very tempting, uh, especially <laughs> after uh, uh, what we've seen in The Mandalorian so far. So I think that being said, uh, let's get into it. I uh, yeah. just want to preface this by saying obvious spoilers for Mandalorian yeah. Season 2. Uh, if you haven't seen Episodes 1 through 3 uh, of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, I advise you to turn away and come back and when like, you... If you've only seen maybe the first episode, you know, we'll say when, okay, we're going on to the second one now yeah. or something. So, but, I mean, some stuff might blur just, you know, yeah, might cross. But uh, So, you have been warned. Yeah. Uh, spoilers <laughs> ahead. Proceed yeah. with caution. So, I guess before we get into Episode 1, did you have any, like, predictions or, or theories where this season was going to go? Um, I mean, besides clearly him trying to figure out where to find you know jedi and stuff kind of like what they said at the end of season one besides that i mean i mean we had those like cast and confirms you know so we kind of knew some characters that were going to show up which i i want to talk about that later but i mean other than that i i mean i didn't even watch the trailer you didn't watch the trailer no i went in completely blind and i'm kind of glad i did because i kind of like that so I have yeah. really no expectations. I feel like the trailer was good though, because it, it didn't show a lot that would spoil anything, but mm-hmm. but it was it was just enough to still build that hype, right? Uh, which is good because if they would have just shown a, a character in it, that would have been like, well, there goes the surprise. Yeah, which is another thing too. It's I I'll, I think we'll get into this when we talk about the third episode, but but having all those rumors of of these characters coming back was was problematic. I found. Um, but we'll get into that why mm-hmm. later. I guess my my thoughts before season two happened. I think I thought it was just going to be a a fun little adventure of Mando trying to get uh, the child back to its people. Yeah. Um, which I guess basically is what it is. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any crazy theories or predictions no, or anything. Really I was just I'll go with what we get. I don't want to speculate too hard. I don't want to put too much thought into it and just kind of enjoy it as it comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I'm just along for the ride. 
But man, let me tell you, after these first three episodes, I think this is some of the best Star Wars content that's out there. Yeah. I really Especially season two. Season one was good. Season one had a couple episodes, which I didn't care too much for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but season two so far, these three episodes, they... Uh, Episode two was a little slower a little, a little, in comparison, yeah. but but one but and three, one and three, those very good, great very Star good. Wars uh, action and, and just content uh, in general. So that being said, let's get into season one, not season one, episode, episode one, one, season two, chapter nine, chapter nine, the Marshall. Mm-hmm. Let me just, I want to put this on record and say, this episode of the Mandalorian is by far. My favorite single episode <laughs> of television I have ever seen in my entire life. I I cannot express how much I love this fifty minutes of of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, it was start to finish just incredible, incredible. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on on the episode? I mean, I definitely thought it was good, but because you told me that before I even saw the episode, like, so this I, is the did best I, episode did of television I, yeah, I've ever seen. I kind of set so expectations. That, that, yeah, I mean, it definitely. Kind of, I'm not. It didn't disappoint. It was a good episode, but I was definitely I think, not as excited. Did I, hyped did I hype, as, it, hype it up? I, I might have hyped up a little too much, but, as, but it was still good, though. Yeah, um, but I understand why now you say that because at first I thought you're talking about one of the characters because you're like, oh, well, I like the, read the books and all that stuff. What did but, I say to you? Because you said. I'm a big. I've read some of the books, and I'm a big fan of like this character or something. I thought you were talking about someone else. Oh, okay. So, but after I now know what you're talking about, because I didn't even know that character was in the books. Yeah, and I feel so, like a lot of people didn't. So now which I is understand what made why. It, which is what made it so special for me, because yeah. it's kind of a niche niche group of people. Because I mean, obviously, I don't think most casual fans really uh, dive into the books, but but for those of us who do, it's just it's rewarding to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that content taken from the book and put on the screen. Uh, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Cobb Vanth <laughs> in all his glory, the Marshal of Mos Pelgo, mm-hmm. uh, played by Tim- Timothy Oliphant. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He played the traveling salesman in The Office with Dunder Mifflin. Uh, he did? Yeah, that was him. I don't remember that. Uh, huh. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll get into his character in a bit. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. Uh, so Mando, Mando is, uh, he's with the child trying to, mm-hmm. uh, obviously we, we see him at the end of season one, uh, kind of venture off from, from Cara Dune and, and Grief Karga trying to go his own way, and yeah. get the child back to where he belongs. Uh, so we find him on this planet. Don't know what the planet was. Uh, but he's, he, he goes into this, uh, like boxing ring, well, not yeah. boxing, but cage match, yeah. sort of, you know, Gamorrean like guards trying to kill each other. Kinda yeah. Thing. Um, which was cool. I loved the 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 alleyway or whatever he was walking through to get there with all that graffiti. Yeah, I loved everything about that little sequence right there. That was awesome. Because you got Just, to see this whole other side. That's why I love about the Mandalorian so much. You see this whole other side of Star Wars we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And you have the graffiti with the stormtroopers, yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a C-3PO uh, on the wall as well. And you get those like dog things, I think that's what yeah, they were. Yeah, whatever those we, were. Where have we seen those before? Rebels? I'm pretty sure those those guys were in Rebels. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where they, they might only, be the same they only, ones, or they're, they're only, in that uh, abandoned hangar. Yeah, and they only like, come out at with, night when it's dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh-huh. even think about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's probably a, the same one. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, their red glowing eyes are, are pretty yeah. intimidating. So he goes into the the Fight Club. Uh, he gets information. He's trying to get information from this one guy, 
about where he can find other Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the other guy wants his best car, obviously, because I think that's a reoccurring theme this season is yeah. people wanting his best car. <laughs> uh, but then, so they all pull out, the, hit their guns on him, and then and then he hits the thing, and, and uh, no, Baby Yoda knows what's about to go up, go down, yeah, and he, so he closes he like, his pram yeah. <laughs> as uh, Mando uh, activates the, his whistling birds. Yeah. And then he just, he goes ham on everybody, straight mm-hmm. up, just, just, demolishes everybody what that fight sequence that was such a good kickoff to the season yeah and it just it reminds you of oh how badass this character is right and just how how hype these fight scenes are and everything and i don't know man there's something about a live action mandalorian kicking some ass that i just <laughs> i love i love every second of it um so he chases down the one guy uh after messing up some some thugs uh and then very batman style-esque I think ties him up yeah, upside and, down, mm-hmm. hanging from a rope, uh, where he says that he can find he knows of another Mandalorian on Tatooine, uh, and then what? What I love about that too is is he he doesn't want Mando to kill him, so Mando says, "I promise you will not die by my hand." Yeah. But as he's walking away, he shoots the lamp and all those all those dog yeah. animal things. Uh, well, you knew he was gonna get killed. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You just weren't sure how he was gonna do it yet. hundred percent. You're like, oh, there it is. Um, so that was that was awesome. So then we're back to Tatooine, which I, you know, I feel like what it, it seems like we're on Tatooine a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm not complaining though. It's always, it's always nice to return to a familiar yeah. place. I hope we don't really return to it too much more though. Yeah. It's, we got, we got our Tatooine yeah. fix, I think. Uh, so we return back with uh, Amy Sedaris's character. Don't know what her name is. She has a name. Her character has a name. I just don't know I, what it is. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm really glad they brought her back oh up. i love her bring she's, her back into the same she's, pit she's the the yeah, fun aunt she's a great character uh-huh yeah. uh i love how she feels about the child uh and then <laughs> i love too it's just a dumb moment in that in that scene but when uh when the razor crest lands and mando gets out she's like she tells the droids not to not to go fix it because mm-hmm. uh but then mando's like nah it's okay and that's character development <laughs> yeah we uh, got some character development. We see how IG-11, uh, the, the nurse yeah. IG-11, has kind of changed his view on droids. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get R5 in that scene, too. with the little cameo. He's still got the bad uh, <laughs> motivator. motivator grease or, or whatever, kind of that residue from all those years ago. Yeah, he's got the like carbon scoring mm-hmm. and stuff on him. Uh, and then we find out about Moss Pelgo. And at that point, I knew. Cobb Vanth is, is going to be in this episode. The episode's called called The Marshal. Mm-hmm. We're going to Moss Pelgo. It's going to be Cobb Vanth. Uh, and I was correct. <laughs> uh, but another... So uh, he takes the speeder bike to, to Moss Pelgo. Uh, and we see we see that that uh, those Tuscans again uh, as he's, as he's yeah. traveling there. And we see that, that genuine interaction with yeah, them. Yeah, like and, he sits down and has a little campfire. Yeah, and they're... You know, sharing stories i would assume and just just coexisting peacefully and i I love so much what they've done with the tuscan raiders especially this episode yeah this episode humanizes them and they're not because it shows that they're just misunderstood Mm -hmm. they're not these barbaric creatures that we've kind of made them out to be all this time uh if you cooperate with them they will cooperate with you Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's humanizing them and making yeah. it, it's showing them in a more positive light which i which i love to see yeah so 
then you get the stranger riding through the town and this is the most western i think star wars has ever gotten no, yes and i very i'm much. living for it it's straight it, up it was amazing <laughs> I mean, he, he literally basically walks into like uh the saloon a saloon yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and then the mo- yeah it's uh-huh. super west and then it's it literally it's this town ain't big enough for the two of us yeah literally <laughs> yeah uh but um so he he goes into the saloon and and he's he's asking to find this other mandalorian and then uh the weak way working behind the bar it's like you mean the marshal and he's like the marshal wears mandalorian armor and then he's like well look for yourself and then the camera pans over to Cobb vamp standing in standing in the doorway and that shot just i literally i got chills i got chills watching that because obviously it's boba's armor yeah, it's boba's pretty recognizable yeah but it, it didn't fit him right so i feel like a lot of people for the more uh casual fan base who might not know who Cobb vanth is i think a lot of people's first reaction is wait is that boba fett yeah um but well that's what i i didn't know Cobb vanth was did I was you, like, is did that you boba think fett? that was boba fett at first i was like well, I didn't think it was. I was like, is that him? Like, there's no way he'd be the marshal of some town. Yeah. So I was like, no, that's clearly not him. Mm-hmm. But at first glance, at first look, he's, well, he's in Boba Fett's armor, you know? It's like, but oh. But I, I love how his, his armor doesn't fit him right. And mm-hmm. that's literally the point is is he's not, his armor wasn't made for him. He, yeah. he just uh, took it on. Um, And then obviously they have the exchange and the, in the bar where, where we learn his name, Cobb Vanth, and he mm. takes off his helmet, and that does not sit right with uh, Mr. Din Djarin. Um, obviously, that that aspect of, of Mandalorian culture is, is very sacred to him, and, and he, uh, as we see later in Season 3, he doesn't like it when Mandos take off their helmets. <laughs> um, but we have this new character, Cobb Vanth, who is just the most charismatic, I think, charming, just just perfect space cowboy Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing too, it's such, such a, such just a fun, almost cheesy thing is, is when he takes off his helmet, he's got perfect hair, <laughs> uh, helmet hair. does not exist to Cobb Vanth. His hair is, is and perfect. it's spiffy, it's shiny. It's literally, it's flawless, um, yeah. which is just, just so funny. And that's just that cheesy star Wars, just th- way of things that mm-hmm. is just so incredible. Um, so they're about to square up in the uh, in the bar because this town ain't big enough for the two of them. Yeah. So they're about to do the uh, the old fashioned uh, high noon shootout. Uh, but then we uh, the the ground starts to shake, and we find out. And then and then I love how he just they're about to shoot each other, and then he, Cobb Vance just sticks up his finger like one second and just yeah. he goes and checks it out. <laughs> uh, and we find out that it's the crate dragon, which crate dragon for those of you who don't know. Uh, it's, it's been established in Star Wars uh, lore before. It's from yeah. the Knights of the Old Republic video game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's from A New Hope, too. Oh, the that bones. is true. Yeah. The bones are a crate dragon, um, which is that, that the noise it makes is the same noise that Obi-Wan makes in A New Hope when he scares off the Tuscans. Is it really? It is. From, like, the newer The special edit? edition, yeah. Special. Mm-hmm. Huh interesting there are a lot of tie-ins with with uh a new hope in this episode i'll talk yeah. about more about that later uh but um so the crate dragons rolling through town uh and chomps on a bantha so then obviously <laughs> it's the it turns into a problem and and yeah uh Cobb agrees to give uh mando the armor if he helps him defeat the the crate dragon um so then the rest of the episode is just them kind of teaming up with 
with the Tusken Raiders uh, yeah. trying to to kill the crate dragon and i could i could talk about this episode for hours but i'm gonna try and just keep it short and <laughs> yeah simple we do have here. two more episodes yeah i know and we're already <laughs> almost half hour into the into the podcast here <laughs> um i i could talk about Cobb vanth alone for that for that Clearly. long let alone the rest of the episode i saw a Cobb vanth life-size cutout online the other day 40 bucks man i was tempted <laughs> i just i don't know where i would I put it i did not realize you like this character this much yeah well, we haven't talked about it. No. At all. This is no, our literally, yeah, literally this our is, first time yeah. talking about it. Because I always, every Friday morning, that's the first thing I do is watch The Mandalorian, and you seem to be mm-hmm. a little more. I, well, I work on Friday mornings yeah, too, so that's, that's part of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah. But this is, no, this is our first time talking about it. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, and plus on the way to uh, meet up with the Tuscans, um, uh or i don't think they were planning on meeting with the tuscans i think they were going to see where the crate dragon lived uh and then they ran into him but Cobb vanth is riding on a uh pod racer yeah. engine that's the same model as anakin's was from the phantom menace just those details yeah that attention to detail and those easter eggs just phenomenal uh and while they're riding uh while they're writing there he tells the backstory of how he got the armor which this was a little bit different than the book but the the same same story premise is is there uh so in the show he obviously uh he's living in moss palgo and then the day the death star blows up the uh red key i think it's what they're called the mining mining guild the mining clan comes through and starts just murdering innocent people Mm -hmm. uh because you know I guess that's mm-hmm. just how they do things. They control the town. Yeah. So then uh, Cobb Vanth steals the Cam Tono, uh, the ice cream, the Will Roll Hood ice cream maker full of crystals, uh, and he dips. And he's just he's just wandering alone in the desert. Very just the the way that scene was shot it was just so reminiscent of those old westerns and everything. And, and then he gets saved by some Jawas, and then that's where he finds mm-hmm. uh, Boba's armor was because the Jawas scavenge it after the sarlacc was was killed um so they have the armor and then Cobb Vanth takes the armor comes back into town and that armor just makes him a complete hero really yeah. for <laughs> for the town and just he goes ham on some uh some uh mining dudes and then they try and run and they're a little speeder but then he walks outside and he bends over and he shoots the rocket yeah thing. and that was that was a callback to the old vintage kenner boba fett figure from way back in the day because that's how you would do the rocket firing thing is you'd have to bend over the figure like that mm-hmm. uh so just that that little attention to detail for for collectors and stuff was just <laughs> it made me smile so much uh so we get that awesome backstory but my favorite part about that that middle part of the episode is when Cobb Vanth says uh it's right after he steals the Camtono in the flashback and he goes I guess every once in a while both suns shine on a womp rat's tail and <laughs> that is my new favorite quote in all of Star Wars I just I love it so much because it's basically saying like you know every once in a while the stars align or, or yeah. something like that but just the both suns shine on a womp rat's tail and just coming out of his mouth the space cowboy's mouth I just it's perfect it made me smile so much uh, so then they team up with the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, took a little convincing. Uh, they had a little bit of of uh, t- tension. Yeah, trying convincing to, on both sides. Yeah, uh, but then they roll in the town single file because they got to hide their numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you you see the villagers and the the Tuscans work together to uh, which is really cool mm-hmm, defeat the crate dragon. What I love about the the action sequence there too when they're trying to defeat it is the the aspect ratio actually goes from widescreen to full screen. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that. No, um, I'm not a film major. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so it it kind of it's like that almost IMAX experience really uh, mm-hmm. for that whole the whole scene. Uh, so they defeat the crate dragon uh because mando actually it's like so you see mando and Cobb vanth both using their their armor and their yeah. jetpacks and everything which was so cool and which i love that right when like mando went to go kill it and like finish it off he was like oh you know i don't i don't remember what he said you probably know like oh keep the child safer like something like real quick and then he takes like yeah. the butt of his gun or whatever and hits yeah. The jetpack exactly like Han did in If Return I of had Jedi. a nickel Ooh. for every time Boba Fett's jetpack malfunctioned because it got hit with a stick, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, <laughs> but it's weird that it happened twice, right? Um, I just, I love that callback. Yeah, that, that was, was great. That was that so was good. Um, and I love that whole sequence when Mando finally came in and fight in because this was the badass Mandalorian that we were promised you know that they were like he's the best of the best you know yeah this is what i want to see i want to see mm-hmm. him doing awesome stuff just like that action just straight just up straight just up fearlessly just yeah. goes into the mouth of exactly. a dragon and murders it uh and what i love too is is this is such a attention to detail thing but Cobb vance blaster it's actually mm-hmm. based off an ak if really? you if you look at the back part it's got the the fire same fire selector switch and and same, hmm. um, I'm, I'm not technical with gun terminology, but it, it was based off AK-47, huh. uh, which that was obviously my favorite gun in COD growing up. So, yeah. like, of course, I'm going to pick up on <laughs> pick up on that. Uh, but just, uh, I just love love the armor, love Cobb Vanth. Uh, I literally, I could spend a whole episode talking about him and 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 this this first episode of season two, uh, but I won't. Um, but then we see they start. Uh, what's the word? Not not decomposing. They start Looting. dissecting Dissect, yeah. the uh, the crate dragon, getting that meat, and then they find the crate dragon pearl, which was actually from Knights of the Old Republic, if I'm uh, if I recall correctly. Um, and then so Mando rides off into the sunset. Mm-hmm. But the moment we've all been waiting but, for. <laughs> there's a certain somebody watching over. Uh, from the distance and it's none other than boba fett yep there it is and i lost my mind <laughs> straight up i i literally made a tiktok right after that and i could not control my excitement uh just just seeing tamura morrison just just back and and obviously i think it's pretty obvious that it was boba fett some people think well, yeah. it was rex or, or another clone but first of all that clones age even... at twice the rate so at, by this point in the Star Wars story, Rex is super old. He has that beard. Yeah. Plus, what would he be doing by himself on Tatooine anyway? Right. No. And that wouldn't even... I don't even think that would line up with his No, I don't, I don't think so either. Line. But I'm pretty... I can put money on it. That's Boba Fett. Because obviously the whole episode is basically about his armor. Well, yeah. And, and we, we he's know... Dri- the Mandalorian is driving off with his armor. Yeah. To go like, put it to rest. Watching and watching over he's watching over it. Yeah, uh, that's clearly Boba Fett. Plus, <laughs> like... he doesn't have eyebrows or hair. And my theory on that is from... That's from the Sarlacc pit being inside. Maybe yeah. there's like acid or something. Uh, that's mm-hmm. just a guess though. Uh, but I lost my mind. 
But the question is, are we going to see more of him? Or is that just kind of a teaser to say, hey, Boba Fett's still alive? And I hope we don't see more of him, if I'm being completely honest. Really? If we do see more, I just I want him to get his armor. That's it. I, I, I seriously do not want to see him that much in the, in the show because I don't want it to take away. And I mean, I'll talk about this more once we get to episode three. Mm-hmm. But I don't like, I'm OK when you're bringing back characters, but I don't want it to take away from the Mandalorian. Because this is the I, Mandalorian. I, yeah, I agree. So, You've already established these characters that everybody is, yeah. likes. Why? And especially since Disney has a track record of bringing back characters just to kill them. Yeah. As we see in the sequels, you know. Uh-huh. So I don't... I, I'm so glad they brought him back, though, because that ends that age-old debate of did Boba Fett die or did he survive? Mm-hmm. And now it's canon he survived. So I'm so glad they did it, though. I mean, I, I never never once in my life have I believed that Boba Fett actually died. No, I always thought he survived. I mean, in Legends, obviously, he survived. Yeah. And that's kind of where I got that information from growing up. Uh, but but I my I could not contain my excitement when Boba <laughs> Fett came back to the screen. Uh, I was I, I just it brought me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that basically covers everything from chapter nine trying to think i talked about did i talk about cobb vanth enough did i talk about yeah how much i, I love think cobb you, vanth? i think you talked about him enough uh corn <laughs> corn bus man um <laughs> that's from that's from michael because like emoji obviously cob corn cob so the corn emoji oh, and then yeah. van there's not a van emoji so you have to use a bus so it's, it's corn bus man uh we just we stand we stand cob van i think that no, he I really enjoyed his character, though. Oh yeah, like he did a very good job as that Marshall mm-hmm. Western. Well, just at just being a fan of the books, and for those of you who, who might have not caught on by now, Cobb Vanth is actually from the Aftermath trilogy of of Star Wars books. There are three canon novels that are mm-hmm. pretty pretty highly regarded in the in the canon books. Uh, they're definitely up there for for being some of the best in a lot of people's eyes. So seeing his story go from the books to the screen was just in- incredible. Um, also, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I have a, I have a theory for, for, cause I, I think I bet we'll see him again. Uh, I think, yeah, I think that there's going to be a situation where, where Mando's in trouble and it's going to seem like all hope is lost, but then Cobb Vanth is going to (laughs) come to the rescue and and it, because so, of that, it sounds like that's what you want to happen. You're in a situation yeah. where you're in trouble, and you want Cobb <laughs> to come save you. Yes, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, if if I if I ever if I'm ever in trouble and Cobb Vance doesn't come and <laughs> save comes me, then, out of then <laughs> what's the point? Uh, but I think that that Cobb Vance is going to rescue Mando when he's in a dire situation, and Mando's going to think that. Well, Cobb Vanth is, has been there for me all this time. They've kind of got this bond and this trust, and I think he's going to give him back the armor because he, he's going to feel like Cobb deserves it uh, after that. Maybe. So, I don't know though. But it's not about the armor; it's about the person. The armor just just gave him that that f- feeling of of importance and how he can protect this town. But he yeah. really he doesn't need the armor no, to protect doesn't. the town. It's it's not about what's on the outside. It's what about what's what about it's what a wow i can't talk it's not about what's on the outside it's about what's on the inside there you go and that's that's Cobb vamp in a nutshell (laughs) man i love him i love him so much he's honestly probably my top 10 favorite star wars character i just i love everything about Cobb vamp uh maybe i should get that cardboard cut out don't know where i'd put it but man (laughs) that would be cool to have um 
So that's chapter nine. Yeah, there we go. Let's that was a, that was a lengthy discussion, yeah, but I feel like it was a good discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chapter ten. Uh, what was the episode called? The Voyager, the Passenger. I think it was the Passenger. The Passenger. I think it was Frog Lady. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why are you so excited for Frog Lady? <laughs> because Frog Lady is is wholesome. She's so no, pure. I I love Frog Lady. Yeah, she she's she deserves the Frog world. Lady deserves better. You want to know why yeah. she deserves better? Because because the entire episode, <laughs> Baby Yoda is just going to town, murder on her children. <laughs> it's murder. It's literal this murder. Is ridiculous. Oh man, that's. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so let's so start at bad. the beginning of the episode. Uh, so uh, Mando's got the armor. He he's he, he has a run in with some with some uh, smugglers or some pirates or whatever you call those thieves at the beginning of the episode. Oh, and yeah. I think one of them was actually a Tito from the Force Awakens. That species we see on Jakku, um, uh-huh. on the on the Lugga Beast when when Ray finds BB-8. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're the that. They're, they they go by the name Tito, but their species name is also Tito. So um, I think that was a Tito. Hmm. Not entirely sure. but uh, So, you know, uh, we see... He baby, just messes them up, basically. Yeah, basically. It's just unfazed. Just, yeah. uh, just, you know, Mando doing Mando. But Baby Yoda... I, I'm always probably just going to call it Baby Yoda. That's, That's what everybody does. Yeah. But, like, I, the one thing I think is so funny about that scene, though, is the two are like getting that rope set up to trip the speeder mm-hmm. and like mando mando he's fine you know but baby sure he's all flying yeah, he off just, and he's he rolling yeets. and he gets yeah, heated like, uh, like geez man which is just so funny yeah. uh we're just seeing baby yoda go flying <laughs> my favorite part about this episode honestly is just the puppet of baby yoda because there, there are certain parts where he just scurries across yeah. the ground yeah <laughs> just, it I, looks yeah. off but it's so it's so funny yeah. at the same time <laughs> so he goes back to to the uh, mall size the cantina where he finds amy which, which he goes back at night mm-hmm. and if you notice it's bustling because when we in season one when he was at the oh, cantina during, during the, the day, day was there empty. was no was one dead. in like the entire entire city mm-hmm. you know but at night it's bustling i was yeah. like huh that's interesting mm-hmm. um and if we see amy sedaris's character and mm-hmm. uh dr mandible a giant space ant <laughs> uh playing sabak mm-hmm. um which is interesting because the guy who directed the ant-man movies directed this episode which hmm. is why i think that ant was in there yeah but we also did see him in season one episode five uh, Dr. Mandible is chilling in the cantina. Anyway, yeah. one thing leads to another, and Amando uh, agrees to take um, Frog Lady to yeah. Trask, um, which is where her husband is, and she's transporting uh, her, her spawn tra- in a uh, bucket thing, bucket backpack, forbidden boba um, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and they can't use hyperspace. They can't use hyperspace because that that the, kill the kids. That will kill the kids, and we don't want the kids to get killed. <laughs> well, they do get killed. Anyways. <laughs> well, a couple of them do. Uh, thanks to everybody's More favorite foundling. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they they don't. So they're just you know cruising along, not in hyperspace, mm-hmm. just you know trying to trying to play it safe. And then the New Republic pulls up, and we get uh everybody's new favorite X-wing pilot, Trapper Wolf, uh, which is Dave Filoni. Yeah. And uh, the other guy's name is Carson. I don't know the actor's name, but I know his pilot's name is Carson something. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And so there, you know, it's just a routine checkup, you know, hey, are you, are you doing anything you shouldn't be doing? Are you carrying any cargo? Uh, and then, so, you know, they're just, you know, Mando's just trying to get through this, this encounter and, mm-hmm. and smoothly with, with, you know, no issues. Or another thing I love too is just when, uh, he, he goes, may the force be with you. And then I think he goes, and also with you, which is just a little thing I found mm. funny. I thought that was interesting. He said that. Yeah, because he had, he knows he, nothing of the he, Jedi, nothing of the Force. Right, but he knows that. Yeah. Which is interesting. Quite interesting. Which, I mean, I think probably the only reason why he knows that is because to say that when he's in situations like that. And so they'd be like, oh, okay, he's fine. That's Yeah, you know? that could be it. That's probably the only reason why. But I just thought, I was like, oh, I was not expecting him to say that at all. Mm-hmm. Um. So then... He, he he has to like run his tags or whatever. Yeah, and they find. And out. then they're like, switch over to channel two, and then the the X wing pilots cut out because they're on a different channel. And you can't hear them. And there's a moment where it's just silent. And you don't really know what's happening. And then Lockass foils an attack position, <laughs> uh, and you see the X wing yeah. uh, get ready to 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 mess some stuff up. And then they're like, was your vessel in in the airspace of that that uh, prison transport ship yeah. thing? And then Mandel's like shoot and then he just he just dips yeah. and then they're like we gotta run her uh it was it was a very uh uh need for speed-esque kind of yeah. cop chase police chase no uh, it definitely was yeah. i mean he was like literally like once he got on the plane he's like drifting in between yeah. ice and uh-huh. stuff and just, like doing all that crazy stuff uh, yeah he's a pretty good pilot yeah all things considered he's flying that old ship pretty well mm-hmm. until he doesn't um <laughs> <laughs> and uh he, he, uh, well, I mean, he does fine. And this when he lands on the ice, he falls uh, through. Yeah, yeah, so true. that wasn't really his fault. Yeah, I just I didn't remember that uh, correctly. Uh, so they fall through the ice, and mm. you know the ship's pretty beat up. Yeah. Uh, so then they're just chilling for a little bit, trying to figure out what, what to do. Um, and then Baby Yoda's eating some kids. Baby Yoda does eat kids. Uh, <laughs> it's it was funny the first time. <laughs> And then it's like, well, it's like these are the dude, last of this lady's like, bloodline. Yeah, you line. start to get kind of pissed. You're like, bro, stop eating them. Yeah. Like, come it's, on. it's literally murder. Like, it's, it's a little infuriating. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were getting upset about that, too. That no. was like a real issue with people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's like, what? Like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, the first time it's kind of like, uh huh, that was kind of funny. You know? But he kept but doing it. Just, uh, he wouldn't even, stop. Even, like, literally. The whole time, even the whole in the episode, third episode, at the end, yeah, he's still trying to eat him. It's like, oh my god, he's a hungry boy. You do be a hungry Ridiculous. boy, though. <laughs> you um, do be hungry, though. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, Frog Lady finds her way to the hot tub <laughs> and, <laughs> and the secret <laughs> hot tub. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was one <laughs> shot where it's just it's just a wide shot and it's just, hot, it's just frog lady chilling in the hot tub and if you have closed captions on it says frog lady speaking frog and i just i don't know why i think that's just the funniest thing or like i saw a tiktok uh and it was like oh mando trying to fix his ship like all mm-hmm. intense and everything and then it cuts the frog lady and she's just she's just chilling in the hot tub uh with all her all her eggs which is the reason why she was doing this because it was so cold was and warm. her kids yeah, were gonna where, die so yeah. that's why she needed mm-hmm. to go over there but which, it's just and, funny though yeah, but it is yeah. it's still funny <laughs> it's still really funny uh and she's just chilling uh so they come back and you know they're like we can't we can't stay here you gotta it's gonna get dark pack soon we gotta up. pack it up <laughs> pack your things let's we need to leave where does he say Django Fett. Pack your things. We're leaving. Okay, that's what he says. Yeah. 
and Baby Yoda's still trying to eat eat the eat the eggs, but then Mando kind of stops him. And goes, but, eat some other eggs. But then he's like, well, if I can't eat these eggs, there's eggs over here. Uh, so he does his little his little scurry over yeah. to the to the eggs. Um, we see one. Uh, he reaches in, pulls out a gooey spider, eats, eats it. it. Uh, so you're like, okay, well, you know, he's still chomping. But then all the other eggs start to start to shake. Yeah. And we uh we get some spiders. Uh which I feel really bad for the people who are arachnophobic and stayed up till three in the morning to watch this episode because <laughs> that must have been a terrifying experience. Luckily, I'm not really afraid of spiders. I'm no, not I arachnoph- hated it. <laughs> oh, are you yeah. arachnophobic? I, is that, that means, the fear of spiders? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I was like, heck, heck no. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think the one thing I think is so funny about that, though, once all the eggs start shaking and stuff and baby yoda realizes it was how fast he like comes Dude, back he he's like the, the way he <laughs> yeah. especially when when they get back to the ship and frog lady puts him down i don't know why but the way he moves across the floor <laughs> yeah, was just, just it looks so off but it was so funny at the same time um but anyway so we get spiders of all sizes uh yeah. starting to chase after them we get they get progressively bigger and bigger as the scene goes on and then obviously we get the mother uh i presume that's huge like a mother and a father or two mothers yeah like, there was two of them were there two big ones? Yeah. Because they killed one, didn't they? Yeah. On the way back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some big spiders. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty pretty creepy. Uh, yeah. I didn't think too much of it because I'm not. I like the kind of the fighting sequence you had with them. It kind of cool. would switch between stuff like you would shoot them with a blaster and got some flamethrower flame action. And then, and then he did his, his grenade his grenades. Thing. Yeah. So that was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so they get back to the ship um, and they're, they're getting... Uh, and, and, and it was almost like a zombies as wow talking is hard sometimes <laughs> it reminded me of zombies and just just the horde chasing yeah you. um but so they get there and uh they're about to take off and they're slowly taking off but then the the, the, big the other big one jumps on the ship weighs yeah. it down uh and you know they're getting overrun but then we hear x-wing shot and then we hear uh a what's the blasters what's the republic blaster a a 20 c a twenty. It's a, it's got an A and a twenty C. It's got an A and a two in it, for sure. And there's a C, yeah. And there's a C. I, it might end. be an A twenty C. It might be. If it's not an A twenty C, it's like an A hundred twenty C. Something like that. It's the Republic right, Blaster yeah. rifle. You all know it. You all <laughs> love it. Um, and we get Trapper Wolf and Carson back because they found the ship. Another thing too about about Dave Filoni's character is is first of all Trapper Wolf that was a hundred percent his his name he came up with with his character because we know he's got this infatuation with, with wolves yeah. and everything and he's got the Wolf Pack uh, Battalion logo on his X Wing helmet mm-hmm. which I just I love that little detail. Um, so then they they you know they save him from the save spiders him. and they have that exchange of dialogue where they say well were you were you or you're wanted for the uh for that heist basically but then you but you did some other well, good stuff we have you on the record for trying to save yeah uh, matt lanter's character's life um so um uh, so he's like are you gonna arrest me and then he's like well tactically we should but these are trying times uh but they don't help him they no. just they just let him be which i think is a little interesting <laughs> that they wouldn't help him just because like he definitely could have died oh 100 percent like that'd that, be a little it was not yeah, good we're not gonna arrest you but <laughs> good luck <laughs> you know what would have been cooler though hmm. if Cobb vanth came to the rescue <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Cobb vanth rolls up on his pod racer engine <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
I guess every once in a while, both sunshine on a warm bread's tail. <laughs> and what if Mando said that? What if Mando said that once Cobb Vanth saved him? Like, literally, oh all hope is lost. God. He's getting overrun by spiders. Cobb Vanth pulls up on the pod racer engine, uses his jetpack and his, his blaster, just pew, 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 pew. And then Mando walks out and he's like, I guess every once in a while, both sunshine on a warm bread's tail. Oh my God, dude, that would have been sick. I love Cobb Vanth. We stand Cobb Vanth on, on this podcast. Oh my gosh. Uh, that uh, might be a TikTok clip too. That was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Always thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's it's my life now. Uh, I'm actually, I'm on live. I'm on TikTok live as we're doing this podcast. So I haven't acknowledged anybody uh, on the live yet. Uh, but hello, thank you for being here. You can find this also on YouTube after uh, we're done with it, and Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, so let's talk about. Do you think this episode was a filler episode? Yeah, I mean, it definitely kind of had that filler-esque feel because not really anything happened. There wasn't any progression with him trying to find Mandalorians. I mean, it was he was hit. He was on his way to get there, but it was still not. Yeah, so I think it was kind of filler. I, I really liked what the Rex and Around show talked about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's not a filler episode because filler episodes are implying that it's useless and that it's pointless and that it serves yeah. no point in the story. They call it a travel episode, which which I like a lot better because it's it's them getting from point A to point B and it's still, yeah, it still has like that. important story elements. Because yeah, I'll tell you it, what, I bet this isn't the last we're going to see of the New Republic. Oh, no. Of those guys. I think the not. purpose of this episode was to establish that relationship with the New Republic because that might be a tie-in to something else, mm-hmm. else later down later down the line. Um, I thought that was going to be a tie-in to uh, finding a certain character, but from what we've seen this past episode, that I guess not. Um, but, but I think the relationship with the new republic is definitely going to come up again yeah so i feel like the point of this episode was to establish that yeah i like that a lot better yeah travel episode which so i wasn't you it wasn't just no i it wasn't point it wasn't pointless filler i think it's it did have a purpose Mm -hmm. um just it wasn't the most exciting episode but yeah uh, i did like those spiders i'm pretty sure were in the clone wars they're in rebels they're in rebels they were on yeah, that that's planet. What, okay, yeah. that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I've seen these before, but I couldn't remember where. They were also in the concept art for Empire Strikes Back. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, the more you know. I don't remember that. So that brings but, us to episode three. Which is literally all I've been wanting to talk about this whole time is episode okay. three. Did you, have, <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to say about uh, the passenger? Um, No. Except Frog Lady. Which we're gonna get a his ship is just literally annihilated. It's fallen. It's like they can only apart. be in the cockpit because yeah. if you go outside, you're gonna get sucked into yeah. space. Uh-huh. Like it's just terrible. But yeah. So let's move on to chapter eleven, uh, the heiress. Mm-hmm. I think is what the episode is called. I honestly love this episode. Like I really like. I, I probably it like this episode more than the first one. To be I honest, I feel like with most you. people do. I really but like this. Most episode. people aren't Cobb Van stands. Yeah, so that's, that's true. why I, I like. <laughs> Plus the whole Boba Fett thing. Okay, we've 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 established why I like. But I feel like most people are in the same boat as you are, where they prefer this episode to that one. Mm -hmm. I don't, but I still think this is the second best episode of the whole show uh, behind the the first one. But I love how it starts too. Yeah, him just like trying to go onto the planet. Yeah, but like it's a struggle. It's a struggle. He's literally his ship is entering atmosphere and it's on fire. Got to do it all manually. And and you think he's safe? He's He's like frogs. Yeah, everything everything looks fine, and then (laughs) just. 
and then it's over just in, the in the water, water. And there's that mon cala mon calamari just looking just, at yeah him. he's just, just like uh, just like turns around face yeah. palm uh and then they pull the ship out of the water and everything and now Which, it's that literally did you see that walker that pulled him out yeah i think the bottom half of that was that, from was, AT-AT. that definitely looked like an at that was yeah. pretty cool i noticed that too but uh, yeah now literally at this point his ship is garbage it's yeah, bad. <laughs> basically, it's it's ruined. It's pretty bad. Uh, and then so he gets off the ship, obviously. And then mm-hmm. what I love about this episode that not enough people are talking about is the wholesome reunion yes, between Frog no. Ra- Lady yes, and Frogman. Lo- <laughs> frog Lady Frog. No, I love that so Nobody's much. Nobody's talking about it. Really? Yeah, on TikTok, it's all about the certain character we see later. It's no, not, dude, it's not I... about the wholesome moment between Frog Lady and her husband. Yeah, I that love reunion, that. oh my God, the, the way the camera, the camera shots were, were they're yeah. they're on opposite ends and they 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 notice it's each classic. other. Classic. It's classic. Yeah. It's so stereotypical of that that reconnecting of two lovers. And yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, I loved it so no, much. It was and so it's, good. It's such a wholesome moment, and it made my heart full and made my heart happy. And I, yeah. I loved it so much, but <laughs> but nobody's talking about it. That's ridiculous. We we also stand Frog Lady on this podcast. Yes. Frog Lady. I saw I saw a Frog Lady hate TikTok the other day. What Somebody do you hate about Frog Lady. She was like, oh, if I. If I somebody offered me four million dollars to kill this lady, I would do it, and I would say, "Keep your money." <laughs> and that was that was Dude, frog, frog lady, lady slander, and I'm not tolerating it. Nothing wrong. No, she's just been she's wholesome. Tr- yeah, vibing with her kids the whole time. She's smart as 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 heck too. She literally reprogrammed that droid yeah. in order to communicate. Yeah, with like, man. Yeah. The under the unsung hero of a Mandalorian is, is, is Frog Lady, and she does not get the. I, I don't, I'm not gonna watch Mandalorian anymore. I've already seen as much as I need to. Yeah. Frog Lady. Frog, Frog Lady Man. carries the show. We're good. We're good. I don't need to see uh, anything else. <laughs> yeah, but man, that that no, moment I was so that. wholesome. Yeah, that um, was great. Yeah, so I'm glad we we talked about mm-hmm. that, and hopefully we can bring more awareness to that to yes. that moment because it definitely deserves more recognition. Uh, so they they go into the bar. Um. Question: Is it is it Mon Calamari or is it Mon Cala, the species name? Because the planet and the species name, one of them is Mon Calamari, one of them is Mon Cala. I always get them I'm mixed up. I'm pretty sure Mon Cala is the planet, Mon Calamari is the species. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, so pretty that's sure probably correct. Yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna lie though, the Mon Calamari kind of. I wasn't a huge like something. Something was off with me with how they looked. Like, they almost look too fake or too rubbery or something. I don't know. Um, they were probably practical. They no, were practical. Yeah, they weren't. It wasn't, like, all CGI, CGI. and stuff, yeah. So which I really liked. But it was just, like, it was a little different compared to what we've seen, you know? Yeah. So that kind of um, threw me off a little bit. So we get a lot of them. We get a lot of quarrying, too. Yeah, a lot of quarrying. Yeah. Uh, and those that mm-hmm. plays a part later. So they go into the, the, the bar. That's a common theme in Star Wars, going to the bar, going to the cantina. <laughs> Yep. Um and they uh baby Yoda eats some eats some chowder with some, with some live squid, squid thing in, in it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um and then Mando's just like don't play with your food or whatever. Yeah. What I really like too is when Mando slid those Mon Cala credits, Mon Calamari credits. Mm-hmm. That was a reference to the very first episode when he collected his first bounty, he was paid oh, in Mon yeah. Calamari credits. Yeah. So I think those were those were that those mm-hmm. uh just a small detail I, I picked up on um and then we, we so we talked to that one guy and then we talked to the quarry and it's like oh well we we know where the mandalorians are we can take you there mm-hmm. uh, and they go on a boat i think he leaves first... he leaves baby yoda with 
frog, with frog lady, lady and frog, frog man. man. Yeah. Because they were, and they, as soon as as soon as he did that, I was like, oh no. Yeah. No, this is not gonna be good. <laughs> I mean, because immediately as they do they do that, he's like he's, it like he's got his eye on him. On yeah. him and he's like literally right up on the glass and he's huge just staring at them. He's got his eye <laughs> on him. Like, oh, and then one of them hatches. <laughs> yeah. And or is that is that at the end of that's the episode? That's at the end of the episode. Okay, never mind. We'll get to that later then, because that's actually important. Uh, and I'll, I'll explain why later. Uh-huh. Um, so we, we're on the boat, uh, Mando and Baby Yoda, uh, going to find the other Mandalorians. Oh, yeah. He's with them right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. yeah. That's later that they yeah, yeah, yeah. bring some with them. Um, so uh, then, they, then they're then they going to feed that, uh, what they call it? A mug, oh, I don't even I remember. I don't know the name of the big fish. The big fish. There's always a bigger Thing. fish. Yep. Um, and so they're standing pretty close to the edge, and Mando's like cautious, like that's close enough. Don't go any closer, because uh, I think he's got a feeling something's up. And <laughs> the then guy just they, yeets they, they, Baby Yoda they, right they put in the fish there. in the water as bait, yeah. and they he's, they throw Baby Yoda right in there. And he gets uh, the pram. Up. The pram closes just in time. Yeah. Uh, literally kept him alive. That's what saved him. And Mando, without hesitation, just has head first dives after his child. Yeah. Um, and then they close the gate on him, the Quarren, because they want his best car. Because uh, everybody wants his best car. Everyone apparently. wants the best car. Yeah. Um, and so they're Which trying. I I, I kind of like that because it really shows how like a lot of people are just like ruthless and you know they greedy and they just yeah you know, like how this is what the universe is now. You know, kind of. I like thing. your stormtrooper socks. Yeah. Thank you. It's off topic, but. Noah's wearing stormtrooper socks. Mm-hmm. I don't. This is this sweater and my uh, cantina shirt are literally <laughs> the only Star Wars apparel that I own. I need to get more. I only have a couple shirts and a sweater. Well, no, I have a couple shirts, a hoodie, a hat, quite a few socks. That's about it. Nice. So they're trying to drown <laughs> him. Uh, Anyways, uh, and you know it's it's looking pretty rough, but. We hear some jetpacks, and we see some. We see a Mandalorian land, great and dude, and familiar armor. Yeah, the great like Mandalore armor. And I have Dead I recorded my armor. live reaction when she came on screen. Uh huh. I'm gonna post it to TikTok tomorrow probably. My jaw was to the floor. I was mm-hmm. like, no way. That's Bo-Katan. That's Bo-Katan. That's Lady Bo-Katan. Yep. Uh, the armor is obviously super recognizable. You oh, know, yeah, you, you know, know it's her. Yeah. Um, uh, she's got some other Mandalorians with her. Uh, so they so they beat up all the Quarren. I think they kill them actually. Yeah, death they end to up the Quarren. Yeah, because that comes into play later. Uh, and um, then the one before, of them before before we go any further though, th- this is the one thing that I've noticed that is really kind of starting to bother me about the Mandalorian both seasons. I I'm assuming it happened decent on season one. I don't really remember because it's been a minute since I've seen it, but he gets saved a lot constantly mm-hmm. getting saved by other people like dude come on man this is re- like i understand every now and then but like all the time even this season got saved by the x-wing fighters and mm-hmm. got saved by the mandalorians he probably got saved in the first episode too i just don't remember like come on dude you're the best of the best. Stop being, being yeah, saved by everybody. Not, he, he it's ridiculous. In, he gets himself in too many sticky situations. Like you should have, you should have not just jumped into the water like that, or like yeah. I don't know. Like so. Anyway, they save Baby Yoda. Uh, the pram's destroyed, uh, but 
you know, he's fine. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, they're, they're chatting for a little bit. He's like, Oh, I've been searching for, for others of my kind for a long mm-hmm. time. And then they take off their helmets and he's like, and he's he immediately, like, where'd you get the armor? You're not, you're yeah. not real Mandalorian. Yeah. He goes um, off. It's cause he's in a cult. Yeah. The, oh my gosh. This is what I love about this episode so much is we finally get an explanation of why he is like this. Yeah. Because we're the entire time we're like, dude, why? Because every other Mandalorian we've ever seen in takes Star off Wars takes off their helmet except for him and his tiny little band of Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. So I'm so glad we finally get that explanation. Because it's that a cult. It's, yeah, it's, it's literally, it's literally a, cult. a cult. They're brought up by the they watch. brought up, yeah, and they're trying to bring back the ancient ways of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And that's a part of it is you don't take off your helmet in front of people. Yeah, and he's literally, he's he's... And he's like, where'd you get the armor? And Bo-Katan's like, this armor has been in my family for generations. Yeah. Like, I am, a, you know, I'm literally a true Mandalorian. Like, dude, you're talking to the wrong person yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Like, this this is a Mandalorian yeah. here, man. Like, Straight up. And she, like, even talks about, like, the purge and stuff. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's like, this is a real Mandalorian, I man. Loved, I loved that explanation. It was short, but it, it was No, it was great. To the point. Yeah, it, it was perfect. finally makes you... Makes you kind of realize, which which we already kind of knew of why he didn't take off his helmets and stuff, because he was brought up in, in a different yeah. way of Mandalorian culture. But but to have that explanation but in the finally, show is, is yeah. helpful. It's like, thank you, um, finally. Let's talk about Bo-Katan for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's played by Katie Sackhoff, who is actually the voice actor from the Clone Wars and Rebels. That is what I was curious about, because I was like, okay, is that the person that actually voices her, or did they dub over that mm-hmm. person's voice to get the same... Uh, voice mm-hmm. you know yeah so i'm that that's awesome that it's actually mm-hmm. the same person she looked pretty good too yeah she, I, she, yeah, looked, really she good. looked really good um from from being an animated character going to live action i thought she looked fantastic definitely um, which is what i'm worried about with the the new character they're coming back that it, but because the reason i think she looked so good in live action is because she's human yeah the new the other character we're going to see in live action is not human is not so human it's gonna and it's gonna be weird. Yeah, which we'll talk about in a minute mm-hmm. here. Uh, but, but she she looked really good. My only thing is did. though, how old is Bo Katan supposed to be at this point in the timeline? Yeah. Because y- you think I don't know how old she was at the end of Clone Wars. I don't know how old she was in Rebels. But to me, I feel like she should be older than what she looked like. Yeah. Excuse me. She definitely she seems really young for the timeline wise. Yeah. Because um, because the Clone Wars and the because this is five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's a that's a and big she gap was in of time. Clone Wars. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's a, so. Yeah, that's a pretty big gap. Of I don't. Time. I don't know. Um, but that's that's a I mean, you can definitely thing. tell she's older, but it's just. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't care. I don't care because it's it's the same character yeah. that voices her, mm-hmm. so I'm happy. Yeah, you know, she looked. She looked fine. She looks good. She, I don't. Yeah. I love the the way the armor looks in live action. It was just so yeah, good it looked really it nice. looked really good uh, yeah when i when they first all came i'm like that those are mandalorians right there they're uh they're releasing a bo-katan black series figure mm-hmm. i wasn't gonna get it until i watched this episode <laughs> and now i'm gonna try and pre-order it but as yeah. we as we know that might be difficult because hasbro, hasbro sucks right uh but that's that's definitely on my want list now mm-hmm. uh so then they kind of go through the episode and and mando's mando's kind of mad yeah. about it and he just he kind of goes off on his own and as he's venturing back he gets he gets pulled he up gets on by some pulled some up on porn. again and what happens he, he gets, gets saved. saved again in the same episode twice now already <laughs> but just the way both tends to like he didn't kill your brother 
I did. Yeah. Like, bring it on. Like, what yeah. are you going to do about it? And then they mess up. And then act. literally then all of them just... Instant. Instant. Instantly. Yeah. They're all dead. All, down. all the that corner. That was great. Dead. Yeah. What's up with Corrin always being the bad guys? I don't know. Are, are we ever going to get humanized Corrin like we did with the Tuscan Raiders? Yeah. What is this, dude? It's kind of racist. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, the corn always do seem to be the bad guys, though. Yeah, um, they do. <laughs> it's always the Mon Calamari, the good guys, and yep. the corn are the bad guys. That's beyond the point, though. Uh, <laughs> so then they go back to the to the bar and they're they're and talking. They talk, yeah. Uh, and then they they kind of reveal their plan about like, hey, I we're gonna I, I'm trying to take back my my home of, of Mandalore, mm-hmm. and there's something I need to be able to do to do that, and I know where I what I need to do in order to find it. So they they need to hijack this this. I'm ship. assuming you knew. It what she was talking absolutely. about yeah absolutely yeah. um which they're making a they're rumored to make a black series version of that really like you know how they make the lightsabers yeah. black series lightsabers they're supposed to make a black series version of it i don't know why we're talking in code i don't know it's a dark dark saber, saber. We've, yeah, we, she, we, she needs the, <laughs> we put out we're, a spoiler we're ta- yeah she needs the dark saber to rule mandalore yeah and i mean that's been established for since the Clone Wars, yeah, like, we know yeah. that the leader of Mandalore has, has the dark saber. Dark saber, yeah. Um, so she's she's after it, which is interesting because, to be honest, obviously the Bo-Katan rumors were there before the season started, but I didn't yeah. think she'd be in in this timeline because the way I saw it, I'm like, okay, we know Bo-Katan had the dark saber last, yeah. and Bo-Katan is a true Mandalorian to her core, and if if Moff if, because we knew Moff Gideon has it yeah. currently. So how did Moff Gideon get it from Bo-Katan? And I figured there's no way Bo-Katan would willingly give that up right. without a fight. So I see, I think I thought if if Moff Gideon has the dark saber, that means he killed Bo-Katan right. to get it, and he took it off her corpse. So I was quite surprised to see Bo-Katan still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that storyline, I hope they flesh it out and 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 explain how he got it from her, because uh, I figured well if 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 she doesn't have the dark saber anymore, that means she's dead. Right. That's just my my thoughts on it though. Um, so it was interesting to see that she's still mm-hmm. alive. Um, so then this is when Mando gives baby Yoda back to frog. Lady. Yeah, this is when it does. And he's got, he's got his eye on those eggs. Yeah. And you're like, Oh no, this, like, this is not going to go good. They're... I was so concerned when he did that. I was like, <laughs> yep. I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> uh-huh. So they, uh, they're just chilling on top of the crest waiting for, waiting for their time to strike. Raid the supply uh-huh. ship, Imperial yep. supply ship, Imperial supply ship. Uh, so then they fly up with their jetpacks, and it's just so cool seeing jetpacks used like that in Star yeah. Wars. I don't know, it's very Iron Man esque, and I think uh, and in live action too. Yeah, and I think the Iron Man um, symbolism is a hundred percent because of John Favreau. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, which is just so fun to see. So they get on the the Imperial ship, and they're they're messing mm-hmm. up stormtroopers. It was nice to see shiny stormtroopers again. Yeah, I was thinking about the we've, Chinese. We've seen the remnant yeah. troopers, and and you're like, oh, those are cool. But it's nice to see some nice, pristine, shiny, mm-hmm. all glossed up, stormy <laughs> boys again. Um, still can't hit anything. No, um, there was a lot more than classic. I thought there'd be. Especially that one scene where Mando freaking just walks down the hallway and is tanking. Yeah, that, shots. that best guard dude. Holy crap! Yeah. But like That's the thing insane. is, so, there's a lot of parts on his body exactly. that aren't protected by <laughs> yeah. best guard, so he must so- have had a lot of confidence that they were only yeah. going to hit the best car. Plot I mean, armor. he was kind of like, you know, he was tucked down, tucked and down a little bit, so it definitely kind of covered those parts. Two of them parts. had the DLT like nineteen like uh, heavy machine gun yeah. things, and they were just unloading <laughs> on him, and he's just tanking shots <laughs> like it was nothing. Yeah. Um, 
so anyway they make their way through the ship um just seeing seeing bo katan just mess up that one stormtrooper with like her hidden blade almost yeah. just that was awesome yeah that was brutal like yeah. oh dang <laughs> uh, and just seeing it all in live action is just so much more satisfying than animation i think oh definitely um there's nothing against animation style, but but no. having that actually happen in life. But when and it's also it's Star Wars, you know, yeah, it, it being live, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then, oh geez, what, did I, what was I gonna say? And then all the the three of them are just walking down the hallway, like all badass and mm-hmm. everything. And then Mando's a little bit behind, like he doesn't he doesn't quite fit. Yeah, in. I know he like he doesn't. Mando doesn't really do anything until he makes that like throw yeah, in a grenade uh-huh. play. The whole time he's like, "Oh crap, I gotta, I gotta keep keep up with these guys. Yeah. They they mean business, you know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. Uh huh. Um. But. So then, does that is that before or after they they do the cargo hold? Thing? That was before. Okay, so then they they because then they they ride up the elevator and and trap the all the people in the cargo hold. Um, the guy's an idiot the guy's and closes idiot. the door. Well, you know what's interesting, too? <laughs> was that the first Imperial officer we've seen with an American accent? I have no idea. I think it really might have been. And for whatever that reason, hard. that caught me off guard. Because I think from from all we've seen, Imperials are always British. They always have British accents. So to see I've an never... American accent Imperial officer was was different mm-hmm. interesting but but different but he was not the, the sharpest knife in the drawer that's <laughs> no sure. he was not that was so funny i'm like this idiot uh, <laughs> just... and then he's like oh we uh we locked him in the cargo control room and then the other the other guy was like where yeah and he then, was like fine with it for a second he's like okay wait a second wait a minute <laughs> where and then they just get blasted yeah. into, into oblivion <laughs> Uh, that's not a fun way to die. No, that would suck. <laughs> that's that's horrible. That's uh, terrifying. So but then they get they, all the weapons and they get all the weapons to uh, take over the bridge because mm-hmm. they're like because he caught because Goff the Moff Gideon. Yeah, like, yo, he's along like, with the Empire, well, get yeah, like, the like, ship. What, he's like, we need backup, and then he tells them how much of the ship they've captured, and Moff Gideon is like, well, it's too far gone. You know what you have to do. And then long live the empire. Long live the empire, and he takes out his two pilots. Which Moff Gideon is the perfect example of what the empire wanted their higher ups to be like. Yeah. He is cold. He is he's I ruthless. Love his character. He, I want to see so much more of him. Yeah, he is he's, a cold blooded. Yeah, no he's regard. A good villain. The only thing he cares about is serving the empire. Yeah, he doesn't care about the people in the empire. No, he does. He just cares yeah. about the empire. Yeah. Um. And he is just exactly what what the Empire wants in yeah. their, as in their higher up leader. He is yeah. And and having I don't know what that guy's name is, but having that guy play Gio, his character, Gianardo. I was on a live last night and I asked my Google assistant what his name was. Gio, never mind. But that I'm so glad he's playing that character because he's played other roles as like a villain in other. Was he on Breaking Bad? Yeah, he was like a villain in Breaking Bad, and he's just. He's so good with it. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I love it. Yeah. He definitely plays that that character mm-hmm. well. Uh I I can't wait to see more of him. Yeah, same. Cuz uh so then uh you know the the captain or whatever shoots his pilots and he's he's going down with the ship. He's taking the ship down. Mm-hmm. Uh very very uh imperial standard procedures when the ship gets taken. Uh if you've if you've read the book Lost Stars, you know all about that. <laughs> um but he uh but then the Mandos eventually make their way up there, and uh, they uh, 
we find out so they're yeah mando and the other the girl sasha banks character uh what's her name something reeves uh which is actually she was in the trailer uh because you know at the beginning of the episode when she's in the hood kind of looking on at at the docks (coughs) i think that was her like in the dark hood just kind of watching Oh yeah, yeah. That okay, was the, the okay, Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, everybody thought that was Sabine when the trailer came out. Oh, but obviously it's not Sabine. Oh, um, if Sabine, I'd love to see Sabine. And it might still happen. Um, but then, so we find out. So Bo's after the dark saber, and she she kind of gets up in the officer's face, trying to figure out where it was, and she's like, "Does he have it?" Cause she, so she obviously knows who yeah. Moff Gideon is and everything. And he's like, well, if you're asking the question, you already know the answer. And then, and then she finally says dark saber too. Yeah. To, to clarify. Yeah. And then, so, but so she's trying to get answers out of the, out of the guy, but what does he do? He pulls a, uh, Oh, I knew that was going to happen. He, I saw that coming from a mile he away. He pulls a, 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 something very similar to what a certain, uh, uh, what a certain, he pulls what what the 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 old German World War Two strat of uh, taking the easy way out, yeah, and just chomps on a, just a cyan, like, cyanide uh, pill, even yeah, though it's not cyanide. Instead of a cyanide pill, it's like it's like an electric electric, yeah. Uh-huh. And just, but, uh, no, I, I saw that. I knew that was happening. I love I love that that I love it because it's that connection to the real life inspiration that that influenced the Empire. Because mm-hmm. obviously he got the uh, I. A lot of it was based off Nazis and, and yeah. Nazi Germany, and and just that was just further proving that that point, right. uh, and just that historical um, parallels is 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 really cool to yeah. see. Um, so then, uh, obviously, Mando's trying to get Baby Yoda to the Jedi, and yeah. we get the name drop. You go there to this is. go to this planet of Corvus or whatever. Corvus. There you will find uh, Ahsoka Tano. Tano. Let me tell is. you, here's the thing. We were expecting it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It wasn't exciting. I mean, obviously it was exciting, but but if we didn't have all these rumors of all these old characters coming back, it, our minds would have been blown. Yeah, we would have been like Disney really dropped the ball with with yeah, they, all the rumors and everything. Because even with Bo-Katan, could you imagine if we had no idea any exactly. of these old characters coming back? Out of nowhere, Bo-Katan drops on the ship and saves Mando. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was a cool, it, been crazy. it was a cool moment nonetheless. But imagine but how would, much cooler it would have been if we were just so in the dark better. about it. We had no idea. If we had no idea about Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, like, it would just be so good. So better, so much better. Can you imagine how crazy people would have gone if, if when she said Ahsoka Tano and we just we had no idea yeah. it was coming? Because obviously we already know the actress. We already know, you know... It's it's we already know and yeah, it, it makes it less everything. less exciting. If we didn't know and Bokatan just says you go find a Sokatano, the internet would have would have it would blown have, up. Yeah, it, it would have freaked out. Everybody would have lost their minds. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been the level of Baby Yoda, but it would have been a big level. No, it would have been more than Baby Yoda. You think so? Absolutely. Seeing an old beloved character coming back to yeah. an old show in live action would by far get more hype than Baby yeah, Yoda, especially they, Ahsoka. Man, well, yeah, Ahsoka's. Ahsoka's like literally the best character. Ahsoka's probably my second favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah, like mm-hmm. she's amazing. Yeah, and it's it would have yeah, absolutely no, it definitely would have been mind so blowing if we didn't know. But because we we've had all these rumors and everybody's been speculating and everything, it made it less yeah. less exciting. No, it definitely did. And it really, I think it, it hurt it hurt the the element of surprise and everything. But 
Yeah. Nonetheless, we're getting Ahsoka. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to come in until the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I very much feel that the rest of the season could be Mando well, trying to find Ahsoka. I, th- I think a lot of people were speculating that she was going to come in episode five. Because that's the one Dave Filoni wrote. Filoni, yeah. Which makes a lot of sense because yeah. that's basically Dave Filoni's character. Right. That's like her, his baby. Yeah. Um, so of course, but so he's definitely going to have control over, over live action, but he is directing or I, I don't know. No, I think he's writing the next episode, but he's directing the fifth one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something like that. Regardless, you th- he will have control over it. So yeah, a hundred percent. But in my, in my head, I guess I just think I, I very, I could very well see the rest of the season being Mando trying to find Ahsoka. I, I definitely that don't definitely, think she, she's not going to be in next episode. That would be ridiculous. They're they're definitely going to build the tension. They have to. They're going to build the suspense. Uh, there's no way that they're just no, going to throw I, Ahsoka they, that's what in they the next should episode. Do. It yeah. should be they they find her at the last episode because she's such a big character too. Yeah, she's she's, she's worthy of being a season finale sort of she definitely introduction. Um, what are your thoughts on live action Ahsoka? I think we've already talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm terrified and excited at the same time mm-hmm. probably more terrified to be honest with you because i love ahsoka so much and one the person they cast is not the person that voices her yep and two like we said earlier she's not a human so the bringing her into live action is going to be different because we don't know how it's going to look, how good it's going to look, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I imagine they're going to probably pull it off pretty good. It's going to be weird. I just, I'm hoping so much. Like, I'm sorry for whoever the person that's casted, because I don't know what her name is. Rosario Dawson. Yeah, like, I'm sure she would probably be a fine Ahsoka, but I really want them to dub her voiceover with the actual Ahsoka. It's just, at that I point, it's, it's, it, if they can't match it perfectly, it's going to look weird. It's going to, yeah, I... But we, we've seen That's voice true. dubs before with Darth Maul, but because uh, obviously Sam Witwer did the voice in Solo for Darth Maul, yeah. as Ray Park played played the actual body, but that was over a choppy hologram, so you didn't yeah. have to match match it perfect. But if you actually have the character, but I mean, no, like with Ahsoka's mannerisms and how she talks into Rebels, like they because she's a little bit more slower, you know, she's more mature, she's grown up. I think it would be a little bit more easier to dub her over. And, I mean, there's still ways you can do it where you dub her over and, like, it's not – you're not necessarily seeing her face, you know? Like, maybe, like, you see her for a second, she starts talking, and then goes to a flashback, she's talking over the entire flashback. But you don't actually see her. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there's definitely ways they could get away with mm-hmm. doing it. It's just – it's going to be weird. I, I – I... I'm not. I'm not gonna like it if it's not her voice. Like I'm just not gonna, and I, it probably won't be. Yeah. But it, well, I don't know Ashley Eckstein, who who is the voice of Ahsoka. She's kind of been everywhere lately, like all all over social media and everything. So uh-huh. I know maybe that that means something. Maybe I, it doesn't. I just really hope it is because I love Ahsoka so much. Mm-hmm. So I I I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat of, yeah. of cautiously optimistic. I'm, yeah, that's what it mm-hmm. is. Very yeah. cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be weird. Uh, so then mm-hmm. the end of the episode, just Mando, Mando off to find Ahsoka. Um, picking up baby Yoda. But another thing is why I, I don't think we're going to see her to the end of the season too, is you didn't watch the trailer, but, mm-hmm. but obviously Cara Dune is still in the show. Mm-hmm. Grief Karga is still in the show. Right. Moff Gideon still in the show. We're three episodes in. We haven't seen any of these characters yet, except for the Moff Gideon hologram. So, and I mean, they're going to come back in it. Yeah. At some so point. they, they need, to. they need their episodes. To yeah. Shine I need my Cara Dune. 
Yeah. I love Cara Dune. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, if you're interested, they are selling the Cara Dune uh, Black Series credit collection at Target. Uh, it's a Target exclusive. They have they last time I was there, they had so many of them uh, on the mm-hmm. pegs. But it's based off uh, her her appearance in the uh, concept art, like at the end of the credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the paint apps on the figure are a little bit different, and she's got a hint of pink in her hair. Hmm. Um, it was a cool figure, though. Yeah, um, I, I I do want a Cardoon figure probably, mm-hmm. or Funko Pop, some something of Cardoon. Yeah, uh huh. We know you love your uh, Cardoon. Love my Cardoon. Mm-hmm. Love my Ahsoka. Yep. Love my Cobb Vamp. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent, Cobb Vanth. My my new two of my new favorite Star Wars characters are Cobb Vanth and Snap Wexley. Yeah, I don't know if you've been watching my TikToks, but I've been very much advocating for for Snap no, Wexley. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm a St- Snap Wexley stan. He's my favorite side character, unless you consider Boba Fett a side character. Snap Wexley is my favorite side character in Star Wars. I would consider Boba a side character. Okay, well then, like... Snap Wexley is my favorite, second favorite <laughs> side side character in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But I got I got a Snap Wexley. I'll show you after this. It's what I made a TikTok today about. I made, I got a Snap Wexley micro fighter X wing Lego set thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just we just not he doesn't get the recognition he deserves man and i i started the hashtag snap deserve better on tiktok and and you know i'm just trying to advocate advocate for snap wexley rights so mm-hmm. um so we we stand snap wexley what, uh, what's the time at uh hour 24 okay let's wrap just, it up just, just making sure <laughs> let's wrap it up oh do you mean like what time time it's 5 38 okay, yeah and it's pitch black dark outside yeah that's why i was asking this so it was pitch black yeah because the only reason why I'm asking that's weird. Literally, like I, I get done at work at like five o'clock now at the golf course because it's just it's dark at then. No, yeah. See, I work at the car wash, and yeah, it's it's pitch black right now, and we're open till we used to be open till seven thirty. Now we're only open till seven. But literally, as soon as it's dark, we might get maybe five cars, maybe, and those last like two hours. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But, um so do you have any predictions of what what the rest of the season's gonna well entail? didn't you want to talk about you said that there was an importance with the one of the little hatchlings like hatching. oh yeah it's just a, a, a little side thing yeah um so we see baby yoda uh watch the egg hatch mm-hmm. and obviously i don't think he's he's gonna have that appetite for eggs anymore because i think it's symbolic because he was eaten this episode and now that he's been eaten he knows oh well, maybe that's not not the best thing to to be doing that uh, so it's character development at its <laughs> finest. Yeah. Um, once, once he, uh, once he realized that how how dumb or how not fun being eaten is, he, uh, he, uh, he, he might correct the error of his ways. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Who knows? You got any predictions of uh, where the rest of the season is gonna go? I definitely agree with you. With the Ahsoka should be final episode. It should, that should how the rest of the season should play out is him trying to find Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, prediction wise is though, I don't really know. I don't got any. I'm just going with the flow. Yeah, I'm just like I want. I'm waiting to see. I'm Kara ready. And... You know what I'm excited to see? Hmm. It's those scout troopers on those speeder bikes. Because <laughs> I pre-ordered. <laughs> they they released a black series version of that of of a scout trooper on a speeder bike for yeah. the Mandalorian, the white speeder bike. Pre-ordered it. <laughs> it's coming in the mail in January, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see that. That foot drag, you didn't watch the trailer, but there's a part there's a part where one of the scout troopers turns his bike super quick and he does a foot drag to to turn it 
Uh-huh. It's just the okay. I thing. remember you talking about a foot drag, but you never explained it to me, and I never watched oh. the trailer. So I was like, "What are you?" Yeah, no, that's drag? that's what I meant. <laughs> okay, um, it's the, the coolest part of the trailer by far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excited to see that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm just ready to go with the flow. I've yeah been enjoying season two so much. I think it's some of the best Star Wars content that's out there, uh, and it's it's incredible. One... It's, it's blowing me away every every episode. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I agree though. Like, but one thing, like with the predictions, is that this is a spoiler for Rebels. If you guys haven't seen it yet, um, at the end of Rebels, they go Ahsoka and Sabine go to try and find Ezra. So, I mean, there could be a possibility we could see either Ezra and Sabine or one of them. Well, I think if we see Ahsoka, we're gonna see Sabine as well. I really hope uh, so because I love Sabine. Yeah, it'll be cool to see. Does uh, that? I wonder. I do wonder if. Ezra will be, or they'll tie it in Rebels at all. Yeah, with I don't it, know. it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll to be see. interesting. Yeah, I just wish we didn't know about any of these characters. No, so do I, because that makes it less. Because that, that's what was so good about season one is it just was like bam, mm-hmm. here's stuff you don't and know. That's what made the child so surprising yeah. too, because they didn't include any of it in the marketing they and didn't. everything. Yeah, exactly. But now we have rumors of all these characters coming back, and it's like, well, that ruins the surprise. Yeah, that ruins the excitement. All right, so I think uh, that's going to wrap it up uh, for this one. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, if you made it you. this far in the episode, uh, what we like to do is, is if you're watching on YouTube, go down to the comments, and we like to have a hashtag uh, to comment so we know you made it mm-hmm. all the way to the end. What should oh, the hashtag, def- hashtag I don't know how it should end, but it's definitely something with Frog Lady. Frog Lady deserved better? I don't necessarily, cause I don't think deserved better because like she was fine. you know. Stan Frog Lady? Stand Frog Lady. Stan, S T A N, like super fan, like oh. Stan. Yeah. Or unless you can think of anything better, I'm thinking either Frog Lady de- deserved better, Frog Lady rights, or <laughs> Frog Lady rights. Uh, justice for Frog Lady. We love Frog Lady. We love Frog Lady. Stan Frog Lady. Um, wholesome Fro- Frog Lady. Frog Lady love. <laughs> Frog Lady love. Frog Lady life. I kind of like. <laughs> frog lady love honestly okay well we'll, we'll rock with that then <laughs> so if you're watching love. on youtube uh drop hashtag frog lady love in the comments <laughs> so we know you made it this far uh we appreciate each and every one of you yes, for listening honestly it means the world to us we have mm-hmm. so much fun doing this uh if you're if you here and you want to follow us on our socials you can find us on instagram uh at live at the cantina also follow my tiktok if you're not already at kev20 underscore creeping up on 2300 followers so that's that's okay. exciting nice. um definitely way more than i ever thought i would have so i'm very mm-hmm. thankful for that um uh and then fi- obviously uh you can find our podcast on youtube spotify and apple podcasts as well mm-hmm. uh so that's going to do it for this episode of live at the cantina i am kevin i'm noah thank you for listening and yeah, may the force so be with you this is the way this is the way